0: Welcome to Power Players in Business and Life with Adrian Richardson, the show where brilliant leaders in business share powerful insider secrets and strategies to succeeding in life and business. Now, here's your host,
1: Adrian. everyone. I'm your host, Adrienne Richardson, founder of the Power Players in Business and Life podcast, where I get the honor of interviewing fascinating, big-hearted people who have brilliant minds. And Today's guest is Christina Rosenberg. as She's the founder of Empower Women Business Owners. It's a business coaching company where she helps women around the world scale their existing businesses to seven and eight figures. Chris has grown a company from scratch to 22 million in annual revenue in only five years. Scaled a sales force from five to 100 in 90 days, and acquired competitors in a roll-up strategy with limited capital, and managed international expansion to a headcount of over a thousand. Chris is on a mission to help women business owners give up the struggle and sacrifice they're enduring to reach their goals, and help them shift their business to get to that seven- and eight-figure reality. Wow, Chris, that is quite impressive. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Adrian. Yeah, like I just shared with our audience, you are a power player when it comes to growing and scaling companies, and I'd love for you to share just with our audience how you got started in all of this.
0: Sure. So uh, I have been building and scaling companies for over 10 years, and what happened is – Um, I got connected with a couple different partners and we ended up starting another company from scratch. We had, we saw a need in the market. We saw that there'd be a great opportunity for us to partner together. And we started building just from nothing. Like a lot of people um, really look at, let's say Silicon Valley or different things like that, where they think there's maybe endless capital. And in across America, people know, you have to earn a dollar to make a dollar to spend a dollar to be able to organically grow your business. So we got together and we started building, you know, a sales force and a service offer. And we started building just from nothing and bootstrapping like all small business owners do. And we were able to collaborate and grow, build an exceptional sales force, do a lot of stair stepping, right? Where we saw opportunity in the marketplace and we were bold enough to grow that way, where mm-hmm. other people maybe did not take the same risk because they we're afraid of how it would turn out. So whenever you take a risk like there, there's a really great payoff sometimes. And then there's great learning other times, even if you don't hit the mark. But either way, we focused on where we were going and how we were growing and continue to innovate. And that's how we were able to get to about 22 million in annual revenue in about five years, just from scratch. And we continue to grow that way. And that's why we were able to create some exceptional, Um, accomplishments together as a team because we were just singularly focused on what it was we were doing and not worried about what other people say or how other people do it, just knowing that we could create it ourselves.
1: Mm, That's so important. What What do you think is maybe a unique skill that you have that helped you to become so successful?
0: I would say that I love being able to think out of the box and solve whatever challenge is presented.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: that's something that is a joy and a passion and a desire of mine, in addition to a really great skill set where other people might see the reasons why something might not work, given you know comparing it to other situations or historical experience. For me, one of my core beliefs is that That there's always a solution. Like I have two young kids that are six and 13 and um, they know ever since they were born, there's always a solution. Mama always says there's always a solution. And so when you come with that perspective or that focus, the solution will reveal itself because that's what you see. You see what other people don't and you're able to identify a path through to your goal because all you see is the goal and you know in your soul that there's a way to get there, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's something that you and I have in common is just the ability to problem solve. Yeah. Um, And I think it's an important, important skill for any business owner to have that when you believe that you can solve any problem, whether it's you yourself with the knowledge you have or the people that you know and the knowledge that they have knowing and trusting that you can solve any problem is really, really important in business because as your company grows bigger and bigger, you're not going to have fewer and fewer problems. Like the bigger the company, the bigger the problem, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: They just change.
1: Right. It's it's new problems, right? Yeah. Especially if you're growing a company from scratch and you're doing something you've never done before, as you continue to up-level, there's going to be new problems. And I, I think that sometimes people look at problems and it, they think, well, there's something wrong or I shouldn't be doing this or it scares them away. And instead, like you just said, it's like focus on the solution and believe that you can solve the problem because that's what's going to move you forward. You can't move through those challenges if you can't look at things with that perspective.
0: I completely agree. And some people have um, a guilt or a disappointment that comes up like, I should be smarter than this. I should already know this. I should have already solved this. But none of that helps you get to the actual solution. Like there's a quote that I love that talks about how the level of thinking that brought you to this level of achievement is not the same level of thinking that you'll need to get to the next step. And it's that consistent pivot or consistent stretch. It's not that you don't, counsel other people or get feedback or get coaching or all of those things. All of those things are imperative, but it's the knowledge that you know in your soul, like you're meant to go to this destination and you're a hundred percent getting there. And it's leveraging that additional advice or strategy or pivot or whatever it might be, because each of those things accelerate your path to get there.
1: Yeah. What I think some people do when they hit challenges though, is they look at it and they say, well, this isn't, what I expected, right? This isn't the outcome I expected. This isn't the result I expected. I didn't hit my goal, whatever it is. It's, it's unexpected. And I was watching this video um, the other day with my husband and it was talking about how the reason that we become unhappy or we become discouraged in anything in life, whether it's business, it's relationships, it's anything is that we have this unrealistic expectation about what we thought it should be. Mm-hmm. Like we have this image of what we think it should be. This is how my business should be, or this is how my clients should be, or this is how my family should be, whatever it is. And we have this image locked in our head that we can't let go of, and we have, and, and it's, it's unrealistic. And that is what will often hold people back from achieving those goals or being able to move through the hard times is that they're holding on to what they wanted it to be or they thought it should be instead of looking for a way to solve the problem.
0: I definitely agree with you. And then conversely... People can be struggling in the other side. Like women come to us all the time, and they're working 100 hours a week, or foregoing their paycheck to be able to scale, or you know, putting others ahead of them, or doing a number of different things. Because there's this myth that perpetuates that says, well, you have to struggle, you have to give up, you have to sacrifice, you have to put in all this grind to be able to do it but what they're doing is their head is down and they're just trying to barrel through whatever difficult time they're at when really there are fundamental challenges in the model in the stage in the business that they're in and that's what's keeping them in their struggle and if they stood back and really kind of saw that they could orchestrate and move the pieces it is incredible the difference that happens because once they let go of that myth that they need to struggle, they need to sacrifice, they need to give up time with their family or money or whatever it might be to get to some fairy tale abstract dream one day down the line, they realize that they can get all those things now and the road to get there is not that sacrifice and struggle, it's just moving the pieces along so that they fit properly and then they can really enjoy the pieces of the business that they are meant to now and it accelerates path to get to seven to eight figures. So that same myth on the other side where I have to struggle, I have to sacrifice, I have to take more onto my back and not let other people help me. That's what keeps them trapped from getting where they're meant to go.
1: Mm, That's so good. And I know that your skills and expertise, you could help men, women, you could help anybody you wanted to, but I know you have a passion for helping women. And I'd, I'd like to know why you decided to work with women specifically. Yeah, that's a great question.
0: I have helped a tremendous number of men and, and that's fun and that's great. And they're wonderful. But for me, you know, I grew businesses and was able to help a lot of different clients. And a lot of times what happens is there are a lot of challenges specific to our role as women. Right. And it's not to say that there aren't challenges specific to roles as men but there are challenges no matter what your fam- family dynamic is or your personal relationship is or whatever it is there are challenges that we encounter as women in leadership in balancing families in understanding the dynamics of our relationship with our partner all of those different things and those show up in your leadership those show up in your business because as you're running a business everything that emanates from the business draws from your energy, your vision, your strength, your confidence, your certainty. So there are tactical, logistical, strategic things that are imperative to growing to seven, eight figures, but there are components in terms of how you show up in your own leadership. And as I was going through and growing businesses, there wasn't really anyone to role model that way. That was a great example. There are few examples of that, but For me, I felt like there was just a huge void, not just in a role model in terms of a woman that wants to show up that way and be able to scale and grow, but also providing that same real strategic uh, uh, support and help to continue to... Like turn back and bring leaders up behind her. Do you know what I mean? Because there are phenomenal women in the world that are doing incredible things in charity work and business and all of those different things, but really walking through and supporting women so that they're not stuck in the struggle and they're not continuing to sacrifice. Like so many times people will say, well, I'm spending time away from my family or I'm sacrificing money or whatever it is, but I'm doing it for the people I love. And for me, what I realized, having lived that same journey, is it was my children, my husband, my household, I was doing it for them, but they were the ones that were bearing the brunt of that sacrifice. Do you know what I mean? Yes. But I was convincing myself, right? I'm making the sacrifice for them, for their financial future, for their well-being, for that far off someday, right? But it yeah. really hit me. I remember I was, we grew global, and the breaking point for me is I was... I was traveling internationally for three weeks alone, growing teams globally. And my youngest was two at that time. And I just Mm. sat there and I was like, what in God's name am I doing right now? You know what I mean? Like what even is this for? It just did not even make sense. And for me, like I went through and made massive changes at that moment. That was a tipping point for me because I never wanted to have to be in a situation again where I was building, which I love, right? I love scaling seven or eight figure businesses, but I didn't want to feel guilt for wanting to achieve and experience that or guilt for not being there for my family because it doesn't create any benefit in your life at all. And you feel like you're losing on every front that way. You know what I mean? So conversely we've been able to create an experience where you see that you're thriving in your seven figure business. You see that you're thriving and enjoying your family. You see that you're th- thriving financially and creating that wealth generationally. And you see that you're thriving and you're able to like give back. And so to take all of that guilt that women tend to experience or feel or touch or whatever it might be and flip it to where that's really success and thriving in their life, joy and in accomplishment and success that they were always meant to achieve That is why we built Empower in power, in real accomplishment, in real transformation, in real success, so that those are the model that women get to be for everyone, right, in the marketplace, and they see that that is the new dynamic, that's the new paradigm where you get to succeed and in every place you get to thrive, instead of the dynamic being, well, everyone's in sacrifice of struggle, so of course that makes sense at the where I'm at too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think it's a really important message that you brought up and it. You know, we think and men, women, we all do it, but I think especially moms, we will justify how many hours we're working or how much we're gone or whatever and say, well, I'm doing this for my family. Yeah. When, like you said, in turn, the kids just want more time with mom or whatever it is. And so what are the mistakes that you see women make when they're setting up their business or running their business that is creating but uh, it, it's not allowing them to create a business where they can have fulfillment and purpose and joy in the work that they do but also but not have to sacrifice cuz they think they have to so yeah. what are those mistakes that they're making in their business that's putting them in that position That's a great question.
0: So what we see over and over again, there are a few different things, but one of the biggest things is that women come into a business and we, we only work with women that already have an existing business. So it's not like a launch scenario, but Mm -hmm. people are coming in and they have an operating business. They have cash flow coming in, they have revenue coming in, they, they have these pieces, but the way in which they constructed their business, because they were quote unquote, just getting started, even though women come to us and They're 10 years into the business, right? (laughs) They come in and they literally have created like a prison for themselves. The Mm. way that their actual financials work, they did not leave room for marketing. They did not leave room to staff out the function that they are creating as a business owner. They're not paying themselves properly. They're not creating room in their margins for or in their business model for staff. So they've created this financial construct and they're like, look, there's no money left. When there's never been a business that has come to us that we've not found hidden money in. Every single time, 100% of the time, we find hidden money. But really what we find is that their actual business model needs to be shifted because if they, their, their business model only works if they're doing a lot of the work, they might still have staff, but a lot of the work, working 100 hours a week and barely scraping by That's not sustainable. So from Mm -hmm. the get-go, their numbers have to work to where they have the opportunity to pay someone else instead of themselves and still have both profitability and compensation. Like all of those things need to be in the metrics of your business. And if they're not, there is a fundamental flaw that needs to be adjusted. People keep thinking, oh, when I get more volume, I'll have profit then. No, if you don't have profit and if your numbers don't work right now to grow, to pay someone else and to be profitable for you as a business owner, there is a fundamental shift that has to happen right now because it needs to be sustainable as is at the current volume, not just 10 X. Because if it's not sustainable
1: now, how in God's name do you ever think you're going to get to 10 X? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do you think that women don't understand their financials enough? Why, why do you, I, I feel like this is so common that, and it's not to say that all men understand the financials of running a business, but I think that it's an exceptionally large problem for women. I don't know if they avoid it, if they don't want to talk about it. If, Like what is it about the financials in women that seem for, to, for them to struggle with that?
0: I think that when it comes down to it and I, I agree with you, it's not just women, it's definitely men too. But as we're pertaining to just, you know, really coaching women, it, it comes down to a couple of different things. I think there's definitely like a, A guilt or an embarrassment or a shame component. Like I should be able to know how to run my business. I should be able to do this. I should know this, but I don't. And so there's, um, a, a disappointment level, like in terms of their own personal abilities, but that's so false. Like when you look at it, where is someone expected to learn this information? How can you be held accountable or how can you have guilt or shame or embarrassment or whatever it is when no one ever taught you the right way to be able to do this? Like, there should not be that stigma or that negative connotation that people don't know. That's one. And then two, I think that when people understand, they, they feel like there's something more complex, you know what I mean? Or something more difficult or something more um, that needs to be taught or learned like almost like an accounting degree or a finance degree or whatever it might be when that's not at all the case. knowing your metrics as a business owner is not the same as being an accountant or leveraging an accountant. There Mm. is like a reconciliation historically of your business that an accountant does. But what a business owner does is so different because the way we look at the numbers, the way we teach our women to look at the numbers, it's so that you can assess what's going on based on the data, right? Which you are a huge proponent of. And you can adjust the pieces and forecast what to do differently to hit your goals. You know what I mean? People seem to not understand that the numbers tell you everything. They're not good. They're not bad. They're not anything. It's just getting an assessment of where you are right now and knowing where you want to go. That's another thing that we find women really don't take the time to do. They're so busy putting out fires and trying to address the challenges of every day that stepping back and looking from a macro vision of where they want to go, be it seven or eight figures gross or seven, eight figures net understanding where they're at right now and understanding where they want to go. What that allows you to do is build a bridge and a real path in terms of the numbers saying, here are the core pieces of my business that I need to change so that I can hit that goal in three months or six months or 18 months or whatever it might be. So I think that it's, it's those things. It's not knowing how to do it. It's being a little bit afraid because they don't, um, they're not happy where they are right now. And it's not knowing how to get that knowledge or what even they're trying to figure out to be able to get there. Like not knowing what they don't know. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You hit on a really important point. And like you said, this is something that's very important to me is that you have to know your data, right? Like data is not my opinion. It's not your opinion. It, it, the data, it just tells a story. And exactly. when people don't understand the data, whether it's the, the data in their marketing or it's the data on their sales team, or it's the, the data of their profit and loss, like whatever it is, all of those numbers tell a story. And people tend to be afraid of them. So they're like, well, I just don't even look at it, right? But that doesn't put you in a powerful position. When you know your numbers and you know how to read them and you know what they mean, that is what gives you power to be able to solve a problem or to improve things or find hidden money, as you said, because... It's like people are so afraid of the numbers so they just avoid them and that's making it worse. It doesn't make the problem go away. It's just like if you're sick and you're like, well, if I don't go to the doctor, they can't give me bad news. Like, well, it doesn't change the fact that you're sick. <laughs> and, and people are so afraid of what the numbers are going to tell them. And I, and I like how you said, like, they're not good. They're not bad. They're not evil. They're not this. It's not, it's not an opinion, right? It's just it is what it is and you can now use that information to put yourself in a position of power where you can now make, you know, good decisions or at least better decisions on how to solve problems. And sometimes it's not even solving a problem. It's like, well, what's going great? Wow. We need to do more of that. So I think people think the numbers are going to be a negative thing, but your numbers can also tell you very good things that you're doing right. And so, you know, to do more of those things.
0: Totally. And there are two things that you brought up that I think are great. One, I feel like people, when they're looking at the numbers or afraid to look at their numbers, because they're not happy with the exact place that they're at right now, they take it almost like a personal offense or a personal Mm. reflection of their lack of ability to be able to move forward when that is not your role. When you're a business owner, you're not like the staff member or the manager. You are orchestrating this whole game. This is part of what we teach. You are standing back and you are like the conductor of an orchestra, right? So you have to know your numbers, not because they're any negative reflection on you, but because then you know this piece has to move, this piece has to move, this piece has to move, and you are detached. And looking at the entire macro puzzle, and you're able to see which way to go. So, really staying detached and saying, Well, this isn't where I wanna be, no problem. Let me look at where I'm at, and then I can strategically look at what needs to change for me to get there. And the other piece that you brought up that's beautiful is that some people, they, when they don't look at the numbers, they don't look at the good things that are happening. And then we see this in marketing a lot, right? Which I'm sure you do in your clients too. They just want to scrap everything because they're not getting to their goal. But when they look at the numbers, six out of the eight pieces that you need to be working are working. And if you scrapped everything, you're pushing yourself further away from your goal. When you were like, so close to the finish Mm -hmm. line right there, right? Mm -hmm. So getting to see the numbers and identifying what's good, what's bad, none of it has any reflection on your own personal ability. It empowers you to be able to see what next steps need to get there because everything you've done to this point teaches you a lesson and provides you feedback and has created benefit in your business whether or not you are right now exactly where you need to be.
1: Mm, That is so, so good. So what is say the most common problem that you see when, when a client comes to work with you, like you said, they, they're already in business, you know, they, they have a team, they're making money, but what is like the most common problem that you see when someone comes to work with you that you can typically spot right away?
0: So a couple of different things. Um, one thing immediately that we see is that their metrics are not in place for them to have real profitability because either their, um, staff management is not where it needs to be, or their pricing is not where it needs to be, or their sales conversion isn't where it needs to be. So the first thing we do is right now, they're not where they want to be financially. And we adjust and fix the metrics so that they can get to seven and eight figures scaled. Like that's huge. And that is 100% of the people coming in. Mm. I would say, um, the other thing that's huge, that is, why your role, Adrian, and your business and your company is so important is the marketing. It's not just the deliverable of making sure that huge marketing is working and effective and have an ROI, which is rare in the marketplace, right? What you do and you provide for your clients is huge. But it's also as a business owner, shifting their mentality and having them understand because they're looking at a fact where it's not working and the cash flow isn't here. So like 95% of the time people say, well, I need more business, but I can't afford to do the marketing. Right. Mm, Which is 100% false. But first, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) yeah, Right. Well it's like the chicken or the egg. It's like, Oh, I need more staff to hire, but I can't hire the staff and thereby, you know what I mean? It's all of this chicken and egg, small business owner stuff. But when we start with the metrics and fix that. All of a sudden, it's like their mind unlocks, right? And they're like, oh my god, all the money was right there. The marketing money is what is going to create for me the revenue I need for seven and eight figures. And here is all the real data to show me that. We don't do things Theoretically, we don't do things like from an application. Because we're doing real business owners with a, a track record, we go into their real historical data and say, You, for your numbers, with your staff, with your deliverables, this is your reality, right? Mm. So this is how we get you to seven and eight figures. Not by like a, a dream and a hope and all the stars aligning. No. If you didn't improve in any metric and you just used your same business model, this is how we get you to seven and eight figures now but the key component is to make sure not just that you adjust the metrics this way. Right. But that the marketing comes in and is in place and that gives them the confidence, the ability, the like, true clarity to see, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. It's not just making sure that my profit margin works. It's not just fixing my staffing, which is a huge, huge component that we do with our clients too, so that they really get out of the logistics and they're running their business properly as an owner. But it's making sure that I'm working with a marketing expert and I know how to support them. What areas of my business are the most profitable? What should my ROI be? What is my sales conversion? All of those different pieces so that I can hit my seven to eight figure goal and there's no way I can do it without marketing because as people come in and they're like, oh, I have word of mouth and I have great referrals. Okay, if you got 100% of your word of mouth and referrals, that would be great, but that still wouldn't take you to an eight figure business, right? This Mm -hmm. piece is critical And when we start with metrics, then they have the confidence and the clarity to say, oh my God, now I'm ready for the marketing. I see that this is what's been missing.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's so great what you do, Christina, because there are many people out there, many business coaches that will focus on financials. There are many business coaches that will teach you marketing. But what I love that you do is kind of, it's almost a whole business approach You know, it's like, well, we can't just break, you know, fix one wing, we have to fix them both if you're going to fly and you're able to come in and spot those things within businesses very quickly and turn them around so that they can become really powerful and successful. And it's not because these women aren't smart. Yeah, they, you know, that they don't do this, or they don't know it, or they they haven't been able to achieve it. These are smart women. But there's just a lot to know when you go into business by yourself that like you said, most people don't, they don't, they're not learning it in school, they're not even learning it in college, if they went to college, like, it's just, um, you know, so much to know. And, and, and I love that you're helping women around the world do that with their businesses. Thank you. And and it's exactly what you said.
0: And the, the thing we didn't even um, touch on, but is so critical as well, is the staff management. When people are mm-hmm. looking for seven and eight figure businesses, there is no way that you can do that and carry it on your back. And that's a lot of times when people come into Empower, they're just taking more and more and more onto their shoulders. And that is what's breeding the struggle and the sacrifice. When what we're doing in, in when we work with our clients is extracting them. Because if you're not standing as a leader of your business maintaining the vision and moving forward that way, your business is just floundering. Right. There's no direction. Yeah. There's no one steering the ship. There's no one doing anything like that. There's a great quote from Entrepreneur Magazine that says that a CEO of a business is only supposed to do three things. They're supposed to hold the vision of the business. They're supposed to make sure that there's money in the bank. And they're supposed to make sure to put the right people in the right place. Mm. And that is so key. Your job as as a CEO of an organization, whether you are trying to get to $5,000 a month, or you're already at $2 million a month, right across the span of everyone we work with, your job is to to hold that vision and put the right people in place. Your job is not to deliver the customer deliverables, you know what I mean? Or take out the trash or sweep the floor. You know what I mean? It's 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 attracting and acquiring and fostering talent so that they can carry on your vision in that seven to eight figure business. And you said before, it's concurrent. It has to be concurrent because otherwise you build up one area of your business and then the other fall of your, part of your business like falls short. It has to be the finances, the marketing the staffing all together concurrently we build we grow revenue and we build infrastructure concurrently and that and we hold your hand while you're doing it and that's how you outsmart that whole chicken and egg situation that people get stuck in because if they keep saying i can't do this because i can't because i don't have that then they keep running in circles and everything doesn't stay the same, it actually gets worse. Like the struggle gets bigger if you don't map your way out of it and hold someone's hand leading you to the other side.
1: This, this is such a good point for people to hear. If, if you're listening, you need to keep this in mind that a lot of people, you, you know, you start out, when you start out in business, you're doing everything because you have to do everything, right? You're, you're, you're the only guy the only woman. But when you want to start to scale your business, people tend to be a little bit scared um, about hiring others because, well, nobody can do as good of a job as I can. Nobody can do it like I can do it, you know, or how will I ever find somebody who will be loyal to my company? Or there's all these kinds of limiting beliefs and fears that people have around hiring. And, And I always tell people like it always, it, it, it surprises me when people say, well, nobody can do what I can do. And while it's nice to think that about ourselves and everybody does have skills that are unique to them, that they're really good at. The truth is, is that if, if it was true that nobody can do what you can do, then no company in this world would ever be able to grow to the size that they are. We have companies that have 5,000 employees, 10,000 employees, this and that. And so if there's nobody that can replicate any of the work that you're doing now, there are certain things within your company that you should do that are your zone of genius. They're what generate revenue for the company. But oftentimes what's holding people back from growing is they're afraid to give some of the things that they do to other people because they think, well, they can't do as good of a job as I can. And if you believe that you'll never be able to grow your company. If you think you're the only one who can do what you do, you'll never be able to grow your company.
0: I totally agree with you. And, and there are a couple things in that point. One you chose to be a business owner. You had a vision. And even though you most likely have a skill set to be the service provider, whatever it might be, if you're an attorney or if you're a designer or if you're a coach or whatever it might be, you are exceptional at that skill set. But you didn't choose to go be an employee for someone else and leverage that skill set. You had vision of something greater. So the greatest zone of genius that you have is the vision of the organization that you're looking to grow. And that is the thing that no one else can do. But to achieve that vision, the goal is not just to get people that are like a poor man's replica of you. It's Mm -hmm. to attract and foster and grow people that are even better at those fundamental skills than you are. Because your job is not to be good at that one piece of the business. Your job is to create that vision and map it out because no one else on this earth was put here to do that. That's one. And two, essentially, when you do that, people say, like you said, and I I, I am so sad every time someone says this to me, and it happens all the time when they're like, I'm never going to have someone, you know, that loves the business as I will, or no one out there is good. And they have this this expectation of mediocrity or, or mm. even worse than that, right? And that's yeah. what they get when they have that expectation. But the truth is this. When you are a business owner and you're looking to build your team, I always talk about it like like here's your table and you're building legs under your table, right? You have to continue to build legs under your table so that you can stabilize and grow where you need. But Mm -hmm. you as a business owner have this dream candidate, right? Of someone that is going to align with your purpose and your mission and your vision and, and take it on as their own, right? And grow it because they have no desire to be a business owner and they are looking for being a part of something greater than they are alone, right? That's who you are dreaming of and praying for to bring into your business, right? And business owners come in and they're like, I don't even know, like, does this person exist? And they're afraid to even verbalize it. But the god no. honest truth is this. As much as you are praying for that person, that person is praying for you. Yep. They are in another place right now and they are not in the right place. They are not working in the same organization. They are not aligned with their purpose. They don't have the right uh, manager or owner that they're working under. You are meant to match up with each other and every day that you spend accepting mediocrity or doing the work yourself, you are one, doing a disservice to the vision that you are meant on this earth to build and two, you are keeping that dream candidate that was made for you in suffering because they're working somewhere else where they're not meant to be either.
1: Mm. Amen. That is so good. (laughs)
0: You know, like people don't even see that. They're still focused on all of the bad candidates around them, but it's because that's all that they have in their own mind. And when they're brave enough to realize that they deserve more because their vision is real and that that dream candidate on their heart and in their mind and in their soul is there, they start opening up to that and then that's what's aligned. And knowing how to bring in that person, attract that person, even, refine the dream candidate that they are and then onboard and lead that person because people are like I don't know I don't know can they handle the work that I'm giving them I don't know what to do even when they find the right person it's holding your hand through all of those pieces so that all those core components that solid concrete foundation of your business is there and stable and you can stand as the leader knowing and confident and with all of the pieces of your business that are meant to be there and literally nothing is standing in your way to that seven or eight figures. Conversely, you're like picking up speed. You're accelerating in terms of your momentum going forward from that place.
1: Yeah. I know that right now there's people listening to this. There's, there's female business owners listening to this, that this is speaking to them. This, they can relate to this and this message is speaking to them. And I know that they need to work with you. And so I would love for you to share uh, with the listeners of how they can get in touch with you and what's the best way for them to reach out for you because I know they're going to hear this and they're going to want it. Absolutely.
0: So we are here for that to be able to support you guys, the women business owners on the line that know that they're meant to be at seven and eight figures and just don't know what the next steps are or how to get that or clarity or support and be able being able to do that so what our team does is we are happy to jump on the phone with you to spend you know 45 minutes and really get clarity about where you are right now where you're looking to go and what that bridge looks like you know what I mean what the real next steps are when people jump onto the phone with us they think their challenge might be one thing and then they realize on the phone that it was a fundamentally different challenge and that clarity that comes from that 45 minutes where we're just really looking underneath like what's going on in your business and identifying what the clearest way is right now for you to get to seven or eight figures so we have a link where they can jump on book a call with our team and we're a hundred percent focused on you guys where we're going to really see what the best support is for you if it's us we can talk about what that looks like If it's something else, we're going to make sure you get the right help connected to you. Because one of the things that we're so passionate about that we talk about in our team so much is that women are kind of hardwired to just keep going, keep pushing, keep figuring it out. And so Mm -hmm. when it comes to the point where a woman actually reaches out and is looking for advice or support or clarity, we take that as such like a sacred thing. And we want to make sure if we can help her, we're going to go through and break that down. If she needs a different kind of help, we're going to get her to a safe place, a good home, and make sure that she's going to get exactly what she needs right there. Because we want to make sure when she reaches out for help, she gets the help that she needs and she's able to like be in action, engage, and really get the next step so that she can get that forward momentum and get out of that sacrifice and struggle because that's a hundred percent what we're committed to.
1: That's, that's awesome. So how can people book a call with you, Chris? Sure. So go to the link. It's
0: empowerwbo.com because we're empower women business owners, empowerwbo.com slash chat. And you can go directly. Grab an appointment slot. We have tons of time on the calendar with our team where you can book right there. And then after that spot, you're going to fill out just a couple pieces of information because we really want to make sure to provide the most value as possible on the call and dig right into the depth of the support you need in your business right there. So the link again is empowerwbo.com chat. And we're excited to jump on the call and talk through what you need right now in your business.
1: It's fantastic, Chris. If, if For women listening, if you've got a business, you're, you're making some money, you've, you're, you're moving along, but you're stuck and you, and you can't figure out how to get to seven, eight, figures you need to reach out to chris and book that call and christina i just want to thank you so much for being on the show today i know our listeners got so much value from everything that you shared it was absolutely incredible i thank you for your generosity and you are a power player
0: it's absolutely my pleasure adrian you are like the
1: epitome of a power player it's
0: incredible what you do and so it's absolutely my pleasure to jump on and thank you for the opportunity thank you Thanks for listening to Power Players in Business and Life. Be sure to click subscribe. To learn more about Adrian, visit www.wearepowerplay.com. We'll see you next time.